0: what's up guys oh my gosh we uh i am happy to be here i'll tell you that <laughs> welcome to trade secrets where we demystify digital marketing to help contractors get the most bang for their marketing bucks this is for you if you're a contractor looking for actionable marketing insights learn from home services industry experts to elevate your business through simplified marketing strategies let's dive into today's trade secrets
1: So we, um, in full transparency, we've done a little bit of looking at our metrics where um, we're, we're kind of reworking a little bit of our format here. We want to make sure that we are bringing you guys enough value and we're keeping it short and sweet and getting to the point that you guys uh, feel compelled to watch to the very end so you can get all of the nuggets that we share in each one of these episodes.
0: I know. I know. I think we like, we're putting all the, you know, the great action items and the nuggets at the end. So we're going to try and kind of uh, speed that up and, and just realize that you've we've got you've got stuff to do and uh you know on to the next. So anyway, with that, uh we thought uh I mean we're recording this in August, but we're starting to actually do our own marketing plan for 2024 and we're like actually how many people are even thinking about this right now cuz it's August. But it actually is it's it's time to start. It's time to start doing it. It's you know, you don't have to write the plan today, but there's so much that goes into an effective marketing plan that we figured Actually, now's the time to start looking at like your current marketing, how it's been working, you know do do your analysis, and I think that's the first place to start, right. Exactly. And I think, you know, when we talk to a lot of our clients about this too, even most of
1: them, there's like an audible groan when we're like, okay, let's start talking about next year. And they're like, come on. But it, it's it's necessary. And I think it's important to remind yourself too that like, just because you start planning it, you don't have to answer all your questions today. But just like anything in your business, you have to start thinking about it and analyzing it before, you know, it's not all going to, Rome wasn't built in a day, we, you but you got to start somewhere. So we figured we kind of break this up into a few sections so we can kind of go over like kind of circling the wagons doing the analysis and then what you know you're gonna have to tune in next week to to hear about the next steps that we're going to give you to take but so we figured today would be really fun to kind of talk about how to like dig in and you know you're kind of you know you eat an elephant one bite at a time sorry for all the analysis analogies here but you know like what to do so you don't feel like you're just throwing darts at the wall like how to like Really take a, a a really smart, data-driven approach to it so that you feel really confident in the decisions that you're going to be making for how you're investing those marketing dollars next year.
0: Yeah, I think like in all spaces, there's always chatter around like, oh, you got to try this new, like this new tool or... Th- that new tool or you know you should invest in seo or no oh you got to do paid ads all day or you got you know like i think there's a lot of a lot of noise and some people just kind of pull the trigger they're like yeah seo makes sense i should do seo but actually sometimes i mean maybe depending sure but how much of an investment should you make um and how much business hasn't been driving with what kind of effort? Are you getting any ROI? So as we kind of talk through the analysis, that's what we're saying. Like what, what's what been working? Where are your leads coming from this year? Um, and is it good data? Like how do you know where they're coming from? Um, these are some good like questions to start to ask. You know, is it is it mostly from like networking groups that your sales guys are in? Or is it truly like organic, you know, online leads that have been generated? Or are they paid leads? Or is it social media? Is it from some direct mail postcards? Um, is it from, you know, just being in the community and sponsoring events for the schools and the churches and, you know, those, those kind of pillars of every community? Are you, are you entrenched in those? So that's, I mean, these are things to start really like really looking at, um, you know, our SEO services they are not cheap, but they're not always the answer for everybody either. You know, if you're, we have that great example. There's a painting company in a very small town. I don't think they need to be paying three grand a month for SEO. You know, their competition is low. People know them by name. There are They have a great
1: brick and mortar that's right in the center of town that people drive by all the time. It's mainly retirees that aren't really online as much. So they are going to gravitate towards that physical location that they can see on the way in through town to the grocery store. So, you know, make, I mean, I think a really good thing to do if you are finding yourself in that position when you're going through and looking at where all your leads are coming from is if you do find that most of them currently aren't digital, it doesn't mean digital isn't going to work for you, but maybe, Before you turn around and spend thousands of dollars on digital, how do you maybe ramp that up a little bit more? Like to your point earlier, if the church marketing is working, if being in those networking groups is working, can you just devote a little bit more time to those to get that additional 20% uptick in leads that you're going to need for the next year? If you can, maybe, you know, that might be where your money's best spent before you just turn around and find an agency and write a check and hope that it's going to work.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because not, I mean, not, well, not all leads are created equal and not all are, all marketing channels are the best fit for every market. And so, um, taking this time right now to like, look at, look at your numbers, look at your data and, you know, and to that same point though, like if you're, if, if the most valuable leads you've gotten in terms of, you know, the, you know, the bottom line and, um, what is that called? Like you're not the return, but the, um, yes thank you i'm like what's that businessy business term it's super businessy um (laughs) when you look at that like per project um you know where's the value are those are those organic leads you know are they high quality versus you know maybe a lead you get from social media or vice versa Maybe your most top quality leads are coming from social um or maybe referrals whatever that is. I think this is the part where you really really need to look at that and then um with your analysis, we always you know we encourage you to to like look at your look at your competitors i that's a separate kind of oprah when we talk about your competitive analysis. But before we get off track with that, um, we've been talking about leads and kind of, you know, where they're coming from and looking at that data and, and hopefully it's good, clean data. But another thing that we've run into that I wanted to make sure we talked about, because I don't know that this gets highlighted enough. Say you do have an SEO company or, or you're getting a ton of organic leads. When you do your SWOT analysis, you know, your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, what does it look like internally at your company? We, and Amanda, well, you have listened to you and, you know, a couple of our teams. Yeah, hours of calls where the person answering the phone, the receptionist is literally a total bitch to people or completely like just like, no, you, no, we don't want that lead. Couldn't give totally. a flying F and you're like, How much money did we just spend to drive that
1: call and you just – I would hang up as the consumer and just call the next guy. In some cases, I'm even listening to it knowing, like, if that was me, I might go ahead and finish giving them my contact information because they promised me a callback. But the second I hang up the phone, the next person I call, if they're nicer to me, that's who I'm going with before I'm going to – I mean, if you're letting them – make changes to your property, whether they're like redoing your kitchen or updating your, you know, replacing your roof or whatever it is, you need to have a good, warm, fuzzy from start to finish. And so it's so funny that sometimes we do talk to these companies that They're not even looking at what's broken internally. But this is a great thing to look at right now while you're analyzing what's working and what isn't. Also, what's working and what isn't in your customer experience? Because that's going to impact your bottom line just as much as lead quality. Because if you're not keeping them happy all the way through the funnel, they're not going to refer you to the next guy. They're not going to give you that great review. Like, I think that's a really great point, Devin, that you've you've got to like really look internally as well. And I think another thing to remind yourself of too, if you are that person that as a business owner, you get analysis paralysis, you've got so much other stuff going on and you're like, "Eh, I just don't know what to do. Like if you can kind of relax during this part of the process and really look at it like, it's not time to make a decision right now. It's just time to like learn and look. It might make you feel less overwhelmed if you, if this is just like right now you get to do the analysis paralysis. This is when you get to like write it all down, think it all through, whether you work in a spreadsheet or you like to type things out, like get it all right where you can look at it. So then another week or two down the road, when it's time to actually start circling the wagons and making those decisions, you can kind of breathe easy and feel like you, you really did. You really did take a, take a good hard look. And I think yeah, the other thing yeah. to do too when you're looking at these channels is what isn't working? What if you have been running Facebook ads all year or Google ads that are only getting more expensive year over year, month over month? Yeah, maybe on, on paper it looks good. You've had all these phone calls or all these form fills. Are they good? Because you can also, this is where you might even as a business owner get to be like, huh, I just freed up a few thousand dollars a month because I can, I can say unequivocally it's not working. Like, sure, it's driving calls. or Maybe it's not driving calls at all, but like, this is where you can kind of enjoy like putting some money back in your pocket before the next phase that we'll cover in the next one, where it's time to start deciding what, what you're willing to, to put out in terms of spend for your marketing in 2024.
0: Yeah. And, and part of this analysis too, um, is, is really like defining your audience. And Amanda, like, I mean, to your point kind of with Google ads, like if they're not working, is it that, is it that it's, Maybe, maybe like the intended audience isn't even seeing those ads. Who knows? But you know, an easy example again is just going back to like a small town versus a major city. Like, we see. And we have different strategies for those two different things because they're the audiences are completely different They're The consumer behavior is completely different. So and we've and we've talked to companies. They're like they're like we like we like to go after people that are 60 plus because they have, you know, they have their homeowners. They have a stable income um, and, you know, they you can they do their research and they just they want the project done. Great. I, you know, knowing that about like knowing your target audience and knowing where they're at is going to help you decide how to better allocate your marketing budget versus being like, well, all the chatter about contractor marketing is that I need to do SEO and I need to do paid social media ads. And so, and I need to pay for like, you know, some sort of like review sourcing, um, vendor like, you know, you might hear all that and to some extent it might be true, but you really, really need to look at your target audience. Look at, and and if you don't have that defined, no problem. This is that what that analysis is for. If you if you're looking at it and you're like, well, sh- well shoot. I've done like 80% of my business this year has been within this zip code, then that's starting to help you kind of define that. Like what, hopefully you're using a CRM and you can look at that data, but you're like I do most of my business in this area and most of these leads came from I don't know, like where you know it could have been online it could have been a referral it could have been wherever they come from hopefully you like have that data and you can start to kind of um figure out who like define that buyer based on some commonalities that you're seeing through your data and that should kind of give you an idea of the direction that you want to allocate those marketing dollars and really kind of focus there instead of just like kind of throwing paint on a wall or or listening to like the latest buzz talk on on what marketing trend you need to follow. It's like you don't you don't want to just make decisions without really looking at your data. We have um we have a client who's like, well, I know that I my my sales goal is like, you know, $10 million a year. So for me I've done the math. That means I need to get 56 leads a week okay, but what's the value of each of those leads? You know, so y- you you need to like, look at the quality, not just the quantity, because if you're getting 56 leads, but half of them are garbage, you know, like, I'm sure there's probably some math in terms of like, what's actually converting. But can you look at your sales team of those 56 leads? Like how many of them are they converting? How many of them are getting met with like a receptionist who says, mm, we don't work in that area. I don't know if we do that service. I'm not really sure and hangs up on them, you know, so Again, analysis: what's going on internally? Define your audience. I feel like I'm being redundant, but I'm trying to drive the point home. No,
1: no, exactly. No, I think, and kind of what we we're talking about earlier too. Like the audience analysis could also be happening as you're going through and doing the lead scoring and stuff. Like maybe you haven't thought about it before, and then you're like, huh. As I, if you do have lead, if you have call tracking in place and you can listen to them, great. Or maybe you're just going through your form fills or looking through your CRM. Maybe you find that wow, it never occurred to me that like. Seventy-five percent of the people that reach out to us um, fit this profile. Maybe it's typically the wife that's the one that's making the decisions. She's the one I'm con I'm connecting with. Sure, maybe the check comes from the husband at the end of the day, or you know, the partner, whatever it may be. But maybe you don't. You'd never even realize before that. Wow, maybe my marketing needs to speak more to the, the the housewife, or maybe that's not who it is. But you can. I mean, talk about a great way to just literally you you can score the quality of those leads that have come in and the audience is right there in front of you on paper you just kind of have to be willing to dig in a little bit and start making some generalizations and put some people in boxes and kind of figure out you know how yeah, where yeah. that
0: overlay is this is a time that it's okay to kind of profile people <laughs> yeah a little bit you know cuz you it's you're working with your own data you know so um some places to check we have a great podcast on like Google's tool shed and that lists out a ton of free um tools from them and that includes like google analytics and google search console and those are two great places google analytics is on your website google search console is how you're performing on google search like within the search engine results pages themselves the serps as you'll hear us say so um those are two great places to take a look, but really, really it's your, hopefully, hopefully you have a CRM and it's your own data that you can really look at. And, um, you know, and then before, if, if you're working with an agency and you're like, wait a minute, we're spending X amount of dollars and we're only getting X amount of leads. Well, is look at yourselves internally before you start to say, uh, oh, we got to cut that off. We're not getting, you know, enough leads from it. Well, is there anything else broken in the process it it could be that more leads need to be coming in and 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 that your internal processes are perfect but um these are just some things to contemplate have you had some attrition and you have maybe a new receptionist who doesn't know as much about your services or your service area and so there's some you know some like fuzzy you know, some gray area there did you launch a new website that's massively going to impact what your kind of starting point in terms of like ranking and positioning online Um, so the questions that we encourage you to ask yourself, like what's been working, how do you know what hasn't been working? How do you know? Um, but yeah, in the, in the, I guess, in the spirit of trying to keep this short, I will cut myself off and try not to be not to not keep going, but we would love any like questions that you have, um, reach out, you know, you can comment. Um, we, you know, we're, pretty active on Instagram, Facebook. So reach out to us there, comment, DM us, let us know like what we missed. If you need to know what tools or what you should look at, like we're happy to talk to you about it. Um, so let us know. And then, um, yeah, what are the part two, part two of this 57 part series is going to be, um, (laughs) Is continuing to get your shit together. This is when we start talking about, you know,
1: setting marketing goals and really and looking at your budget and timelines. So stay tuned so that you, you can figure out how to take all this analysis and everything that you've defined here and how to really put it into an actionable plan for 2024.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you think it was helpful, share it with someone else that you think might find it helpful as well. We'll, we'll see you next week uh, where you get more of your shit together. That was today's trade secret. Thanks for listening. Did you find this helpful? We're just getting started. Subscribe and don't miss our next reveal.
1: Until next time.